You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. We all have this income thermostat, okay? Income thermostat that we all have, right? Where our bank account and income, right, is set to a certain amount, right? So if you're listening to this, you have it. Don't tell me you don't have it. Right, because everybody has it. So here, let me ask you this right now, Marcus. Right, if if I told you right now that I was going to give you seven dollars an hour right now, or whatever it is, whatever minimum wage is, eleven or twelve dollars an hour to work at McDonald's this week, would you do it? Hell no, absolutely Why? not. Because your thermostat is way ahead of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Or and you might say it's not your passion, right? But that's not the truth. Because if I said, hey, Marcus, I'm going to give you. $2 million to go work at McDonald's this week and to have fun and do your best to mentor some other kids there, right? What would you say? Sign me up. Let's go. Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> what a learning experience. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, We Love Equity Real Estate listeners. How you doing on today? Guys, today I have a seasoned veteran that's going to bring some amazing content to you. So, uh, Grab your pen, grab your paper, grab your iPad. Let's get ready to listen. Let's get ready to learn. And then you know what to do right after learning. It's time for implementation. So take what you learn, take what you grasp on today, and then I want you to put it in action. So on today, we have Todd Tobeck. If you haven't heard his name, I assume that you haven't been in the real estate industry very long because Todd has been around since 2003 and he's done 1,123 wholesale transactions in the busiest and the hardest market in the country, which is California, San Diego specifically. And he's doing some things in South Florida. So guys, like I said, get ready. We're going to talk about wholesaling. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about talking with sellers. So all of those good things that you need, let's wrap it all up, put it in the bowl, and Todd is going to deliver it for you on today. So Todd, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Oh, thank you, Marcus. Really, really glad to be here. I'm happy to share and hopefully share some knowledge that is really going to uh, catapult your listeners to their first or very next deal. And if you're listening to this show, I don't care where you're at in your journey. I'm going to give you some stuff that's going to shave 20 years off your learning curve, right? I've done business in, in kind of California. I've done it in the Midwest. I've done it in Florida. And I can tell you, I've made a lot of mistakes in this business. So we're going to try to shortcut those and get you doing as many deals as fast as possible. And that's the most important thing, right? Is to make sure you help sellers and make sure you get deals closed because without that, you don't have a business. So Todd, kind of give us your backstory, man. Why should we listen to you? Yeah, you've done 1,100 deals. Uh, that should be credibility enough. But give us your backstory. Kind of fill us in on who you are, what you've been doing, and where you come from. Well, sure. I think you know one of the things that you know you mentioned credibility. I, I, really, I, I want to give your listener credibility, right? In that I'm nobody. I'm nobody special, right? I, I have no. I, you know, I was born with no special skills, no special talents. You know, I struggled in school, probably like many of the entrepreneurs here, right? I think we're 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 interested in being entrepreneurs because we don't really fit the mold, right? Everyone is telling us that we're not, you know, doing doing what the rest of the world is doing well, right? Or wants to do yeah, well. Yeah. And we're, we're adapting, right? <laughs> so, you know, what's cool is that when you adapt, sometimes you make, you know, a, a lot more money. But back in 2002, I was actually moved out to California, had $300 in my pocket 
and it was pretty expensive to live out here. And so I got a job working for a pharmaceutical company. I don't even know why they, they, they hired me, <laughs> but I, I got a lucky break and I was selling Viagra at the time and Viagra had just come out okay. and it was really exciting. And I had a phenomenal mentor. His name was uh, Derek. And Derek took me underneath his wing. I mean, I could barely get two words out of my mouth, you know, but he actually gave me some of the, the, the techniques and confidence and the ways of speaking that we're going to talk about today. But what happened was about uh, two years after I was working there, I got one of my friends hired at Pfizer and they brought okay. him in at a $15,000 higher salary than I was, Marcus. Wow. And I was like... You know, and it wasn't Derek, right? He wasn't my boss, but it was just a corporate machine, right? And I and and so I naturally I heard about this and I went to my boss and I said, Derek, hey, you know, I love you not for nothing, but you know, you, this guy just came in. It's his first day. They brought him in fifteen thousand dollars higher. Like, what's up with that? Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I had a lot of appreciation for him, and he had a lot of respect for me. But he, you know, I, I was like, look, you know, I need a raise, you know, on my base salary. And, you know, he looked at me and he kind of put his arm around me. Like, he's like, hey, I'm not going to submit this, right? You're going to come off as immature and cocky and arrogant. And this is just not the way the corporate world works. And he looked me right in the eye and he said, Todd, can I give you what you need? Hmm. Right. Should I continue to invest my time in you? Because right now you seem extremely disappointed. Can I give you what you need? And so I got in my car. I was living in California at the time. I was driving on the 101 freeway. I was driving through Oxnard, California, and I was embarrassed and, you know, just depressed and angry. And, you know, those emotions when you're yeah, just down, yeah. right? I was like in a funk. And I see a Barnes and Noble's bookstore on the right hand side. Something said, Todd, you got to pull over. I pulled over three lanes of traffic. I remember some guy was holding a jack in the box, soft drink, <laughs> and he gave me the finger. I mean, I could see it like it was yesterday because I cut the guy off. I got barely got off on the exit, went to the bookstore, went to the real estate section, picked up a book by Robert Allen called Multiple Streams of Income. Okay. Read the whole thing in two days. I mean, I just ate this thing up. And it said, you got to find a motivated seller, right? And you got to find him now. And you need to uh, find out estate owners. And so this was before, this is back in 2002-ish. Okay. Right? And we didn't have all the tools that we have now, right? We didn't have the online stuff to find names. And so I actually went down to the county recorders. I was real nice to the lady that wor uh, worked there, brought some bagels and donuts, and she helped me manually dig through and find these names. And so I remember I got, uh, I think it was 32 names that I, that I got of, of people who lived out of state and, okay. and owned the people in the condo complex I live. It was in Carpinteria, California, little beach town. If you want to check it out, by the way, the, the actual street is 6051 Palmetto, 6051 Palmetto. Anyway, okay. they, they had the deal and I'm sorry, I got one phone call. One phone call from an elderly lady. They live in Bakersfield, California. So not out of state, but out of the area. And they were like, yeah, we want to sell. So I met with the husband and the wife. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. I couldn't get two words out of my mouth. Didn't even have a contract. And we agreed on a price of uh, 285 to purchase the place. Okay. Now this place I knew was worth like, you know, 370, 380, and the market was starting to really hop up at the time. I didn't know you could wholesale if you're listening to this, you know, I, I, if you know what wholesaling was, but I didn't even know you could sell a contract. Long story gotcha. short, I, I, I was thinking I had to raise money for the, the place. So I asked my sister, she said no. I asked my dad, and she said no, because they felt like the real estate market was going to crash in 2002. I asked some friends, they said no. And then I asked my brother in law, and he said, oh man, I'll definitely do this deal. He funded it. We sold it 45 days later, front to back. We made okay. 80 grand. We split it two ways, 40 and 40. The, the, the amount was slightly under $40,000, right? Which my brother-in-law always likes to point out, but it was $39,000 and change. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I was hooked. Completely I, I, I bet, I bet yeah. 80 grand <laughs> on that first deal. Man, that's, that's enough to get anybody hooked. I know one of the things that you said that I don't want to gloss over is, you know, you didn't know anything about wholesaling. You didn't know anything about selling a contract. You didn't know anything about contracts. You just read a book and you say, you know what? I'm going to take action. 32 leads, 32 leads. That's all you had. And those 32 yep. leads netted you 80 grand. Correct. You know, and I did have to split that first one. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but by the way, so since then, you're out. Like I, I said, I've done 1,123 deals as of yesterday. Right. Uh, but you know, since then, I've I've done single wholesale deals by myself. Made you know 200 and. $40,000, I think is our record. Wow. We've done some, st we've done some stinkers in there. Right. Uh, but I always recommend, you know, big deals, right? The one that we did yesterday was right around $62,000. And so I want to encourage you that you can absolutely do this. Let me fast forward though, to something. Sure. And this is really, I really want to get back to this. You're like, Todd, how do I do this? I'm talking to, to you, right? You're listening to this on the podcast, your headphones is I've done a lot of these deals. I can tell you that the number one thing that separates people from doing deals from not, right, is, is their ability to understand a one, two, three process. That number one, it's about generating leads. You've got to generate leads. They're the lifeblood of your business. Once you have that, it's going to give you confidence to do step two. And that is now convert those leads, right? You got to convert those leads into contracts, mm -hmm. right? And because hardly anyone who you talk to today is going to be ready to sell right? That's, it's not, yep. not going to happen, right? You're not, not going to hit the lottery every single day, right? So you've got to nurture them and move them to a place where you can get that contract to sign. And they have to be in a place where they're ready. You're not going to force anyone. There's no voodoo here, right? Absolutely. And then three there, is that now you got to exit it for maximum profit. So how did I learn this, right? And what was, why was two number, you know, so important? Well, the, the, what I realized this is because Derek, my mentor, right? In sales at Pfizer, you know, he says it's all about listening and getting people to the destination where they want to go. And so he gave me all these techniques. And he's also a, uh, had a psychology background, which was awesome, right? Oh, that's and that's he, amazing. You know, so he, he had the questions and, and listening and watching people's body language. And so I started just to absorb this from, from, from Derek, right? Like a sponge. So uh, a few years later, I decided that I needed to build out my company, right? I, I couldn't. I was doing deals and I had my third child on the way and I realized that I couldn't do this on my own, right? And this was an epiphany for me because you're working by yourself and hustling every day. You don't see what you're doing, right? And so I said, I've got to stop hustling. I've got to bring other people along the journey. So I hired someone, his name was Brian and he was a referral from a friend of mine. So, so hold on, Todd, before, you, before we get into Brian, so you're, you're that one man solopreneur, you're making some money. Are you still working your nine to five or no? No. So I had left my job. It took me a couple of years, but I tell you what, if I was hungrier, right, which I should have been, right. I let that base salary and that bonus and that company car keep me there longer than I should have. Right. I was very, very un uncomfortable until one day I, I just decided to make the move, right? Something stirred inside of me and I shortly made the move, right? And that's really, really important because you got to find that uh, motivation. Yep. I can't tell you how much money I lost by not leaving sooner. So right? you had that, you had that, that tug on your heart in your spirit saying, Hey, you know what? It's, it's time to do something else. It's time to do something else. But mentally you were saying, Hey, I'm making, you know, what were you making at the time? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, no, forget it. I'm, I'm an open book. So I was making about 100K and then I had a company okay. car, you know, so I was making, you know, pr pretty good money. I mean, for a 23-year-old, right? So that's that's not an easy, yeah, that's not an easy decision to make. You got new kids, you got a wife, you got a family, you're in California, you got all of the perks for the company making 100K at 23 years old. That's not an easy decision to make to say, I'm going to step off from my job. But that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you were saying, Hey, there's opportunity elsewhere. Well, I'm, I'm going to take this a little bit different direction now that you brought this up. Okay? okay. So, you know, one of the things that I talk about, right, is a tug, right, is not enough. Yep. It is not enough. We all got the tug, right? If you go into any kind of Facebook group, it's like, who wants to quit their job? It's like, oh, me, me, yeah, me everybody, me, right? <laughs> everybody, right? So the problem here is that we all have this income thermostat, okay? Income thermostat that we all have, right? Yep. Where our bank account and income, right, is set to a certain amount, right? So if you're listening to this, you have it. Don't tell me you don't have it, True. right? Because everybody has it. So here, let me ask you this right now, Marcus, right? If, if I told you right now that I was going to give you $7 an hour right now, or whatever it is, whatever minimum wages, 11 or $12 an hour to work at McDonald's this week, would you do it? Hell no. Absolutely Why? not. Because your thermostat is way ahead of that. <laughs> yeah. Right? 
or, and you might say it's not your passion, right? But that's not the truth. Because if I said, hey, Marcus, I'm going to give you $2 million to go work at McDonald's this week and to have fun and do your best to mentor some other kids there, right? What would you say? Sign me up. Let's go. Sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> what a learning experience. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for $12 an hour, we look at it as a drain, right? For $2 million, we say, wow, what a learning experience. I'm going to go do this, right? True. So the point is, is that that thermostat is above where, you know, you, you, you want to be. So why do we get stuck in these ruts? Well, it's because people are satisfied where they are. Now they say they're not satisfied, True. but they're, they're comfortable, True. right? And so what happened to me was when I was in that car driving home from that conversation with Derek, all of a sudden my thermostat changed, right? It was something that just stirred within me and I was angry and frustrated and upset and dissatisfied. And all of a sudden that moved my thermostat up, right? From 100, I said, no, I've got to be making seven figures. And I changed it purposely and I moved it. And so every day until, until finally I got to a net seven-figure business, right, I was dissatisfied, extremely dissatisfied. Gotcha. And when you're like that, right, what do you go do? You then go take action because most people, when they have their normal thermostat, let's say they're making forty dollars or $50,000 a year and they're satisfied and they lose their job, well, all of a sudden they go out and they start scratching and clawing to go get a new job, right? So yep. everybody's got the thermostat. You just got to move the dial and find your moment, right? The anger, the frustration, the, the, the disappointment, right? The lack of, of follow through. And then that's going to make you say, you know what? I'm going to make the change now. Yep. Yep. Very true. And, and, and that's one of the things you know, that a lot of people face is that comfortability. They're, they're mm -hmm. comfortable as much as they complain about their job, as much as they complain about, you know what, I want to do something else because I talk to tons of people and that's, that's one of the first things that they say, Hey, you know what? I want financial independence, but you're not doing anything to work towards that because you're comfortable. Yep. You're, you're, you feel that, Hey, as long as I can pay all of my bills, I have a roof over my head. You know, I have these basic necessities and I may have a little bit at the end of the month. I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know, and living in comfortability is not going to get you where you guys need to go. I agree. So you talked about these three things. You talked about lead generation, converting deals or talking to sellers and exit strategies. So as a newbie, what can someone do to really get started, Todd? You know, let's just say they don't have, you know, $100,000 to get started with. What is something that they can do? Because from your story, you started you know, just by going down to the courthouse or whatever and pulling leads. Well, you said that. So it all starts with that first thing. So for me, it's all about generating leads. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, you've got to go and you've got to make sure that happens. So if I was just getting started, right, just getting started and I was going to go, I mean, there's a million ways, but I would pick one or two marketing channels to make sure that happens. Right. And so, for me, if I was just getting started today in this market, okay, I would get in my car and I would drive around and look for properties, right? Where's the overgrown grass, boarded mm -hmm. up windows, stuff where they've just got trash in the yard. You see that little utility, you know, shut off notice on the front and go there and take pictures, right? Now, you may be saying, Todd, I don't want to do that. Well, if you've got more money than time, well, then go hire someone to do yep. that. Right. But you've got to choose it. So you got to be like, well, Todd, I, I don't want to drive around. Okay, great. Then hire somebody. Well, if you don't want to do either of those, you're in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't need, you need to stick to your nine to five. Right. You need to stick to your nine to five, right. Or get another nine to five and spend some more money on marketing. So for me, obviously I don't go driving around, um, looking at properties, but I could tell you a crazy story. I've been driving, uh, around in my neighborhood. I live in a, in a, not in a, well, I live in a, in a, million dollar plus neighborhood, but okay. I've been seeing this one rundown house for the last 10 years. Okay. Okay. Finally, I've got this app on my phone. Okay. I take a picture of this house. Cause the first time I said, you know what I got to do? Cause I saw some activity there that wasn't there. I saw a dumpster that was there that was sitting there for like three months. Nothing was really happening. Took a picture of it with this app that I use. What app is that? Okay. It's called deal machine. Okay. Deal okay. machine. By the way, 
if anyone wants a, a, a free month of Deal Machine where they get free credits, go to my site. It's nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash drive. Okay, nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com forward slash drive. Use the code word no limits. Okay. Gotcha. But anyway, we, we pulled up the app. It automatically gives you the seller's phone number and it also sends them a postcard. Here's the crazy thing. Okay. I took a picture with myself. If you're, watching on, if you're watching on video right now or you're listening on a podcast, right? You can take a picture from your phone with yourself in front of the house, right? And, and it sent, automatically sends them a postcard with you in front of the house. There you go. Right? So we sent that. We got them on the phone. Seller was motivated. We locked it up and we wholesaled the deal, right? I had gave it to our acquisition manager and he wholesaled it for a quick $16,000. It wasn't a home run, but I'm, let me tell you, right? All it took was a quick click on my cell phone, Yep. right? So if you're just getting started, I highly recommend doing that for 90 days straight. Go out there, find 20 properties every day for the next 90 days. That's what I would recommend to do, okay? And you are going to generate leads that way, flat out. So now you get, and by the way, there's a ton of different ways to generate leads, right? And I could, I could yeah, yeah. You know, it's... get into all of that, but you asked me one. Right. And I'm telling you, like, I don't care who you are right now. If you are homeless and you could borrow someone's iPhone or rent them, rent their iPhone from them. I don't know, care what it is. Right. Go to your local church and beg them to support you and your with an iPhone. Someone will give you one. OK, you can take pictures and you're going to generate leads. Now, once you have them, it's time to get the contract. OK, so let's assume that you are talking to two or three people a day out of the 20 of people that you try to get in contact. Here's what I love about this and the way I look at it. Let's say that you are talking to two, three, four people a day. But I mean, if you're doing this vacant house thing, you're probably going to get a hold of five. Okay. Because these are like the most highly qualified leads that you can find. So assume that you can't get a hold of 15, but now you talk to five. All right. Out of the five, two have no interest in speaking with you right? They just will, you know, waste your time and they yep. have no motivation. Okay. One to two have some kind of problem that, that you might be able to solve. And one is kind of out there, right? So now every single day, let's assume that you only have one possibility, just one out of the 20. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where most people go. They're looking for someone who's desperate today. That's not going to happen unless you get really, really, really lucky. Although I did have a client do this and he made $106,000 on his first one, but <laughs> it happens. It, it happens, happen. right? Yep. Yeah. But, but I can tell you that th that happens sometimes, but let me show you what works every time. Okay. And that's this, right? So every day you do that for after 22 days, right? In a month working days, let's say you take the weekends off. You've got 22 possibilities of people who said, maybe, maybe. I will do the deal with you. All right. After three months, you now have 66 prospects. 66 real prospects who had a beat up house, who you got on the phone, who they said maybe, right? And now, you know, they're like, yeah, moving towards you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this pipeline just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows every single day. Okay. Before you know it. Okay. Now, before I get into the actual deal part, let me give you an analogy. Okay. Sales is a lot like growing tomatoes, okay? For me, I love to grow tomatoes. That is my hobby, okay? I don't do any manual labor, but, but I, do grow I do grow <laughs> tomatoes, okay? My wife is like, this is the only time I've ever seen you get your hands dirty. So every, every March, I go and I plant my tomatoes, right? I get the soil and I, I plant them. I get the tomato steaks. I get the fertilizer. And I make sure I got a good foundation, okay? But there's a couple of things that I want to talk about that will relate to what I'm saying. Okay. So I plant the tomato plants, but one of the things that I do that my mother-in-law, by the way, doesn't because she also has planted tomatoes for years. Right. But okay. I always seem to out tomato her. So you're the tomato right? king. All right. I'm, okay. the tomato king. I'm not trying to brag, but it is kind of true. Okay. So what happens is I've set up this drip system, right. And it costs me 25 bucks and it automatically waters my plants just a little bit every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, water, and, and this is what I want, want to go. That drip system that waters my plants every single day. I want you to look at it as you, that is the way that you generate leads every single day. Right. 
And it happens every single day at 5 a.m. My tomato, the drip system goes on and it drips and drips and drips and drips just for five minutes. That's it. Every day, just a little bit, mm -hmm. right? My mother-in-law, by the way, one of the things I noticed, she goes out there and she sprays her, all her tomatoes about twice a week and a lot of water, a lot, like twice a week, right? But mine just goes a little bit every single day and the consistency is just there day after day after day after day after day. So the other thing that I do, right, is I go out there and I prune the tomato plant. So anything that's not given fruit, I cut off. That's right. Okay. And a lot of this I look at is getting rid of the leads that have no motivation who we can't help. Mm -hmm. Okay. The funny part about this is that I go out when I plant my tomatoes and I go out the end of March. And what do you think I'm looking for at the end of March? I'm looking for tomatoes, right? Absolutely. I'm looking for, Absolutely. I mean, I planted them. I go out there in April. I'm looking for tomatoes. Guess what? I want tomatoes now, right? Just like you may want to deal right now, right? And I'm impatient and I want them, but I know I got to go out there still, right? So I got to go out there, look at the tomatoes. My drip system is on. I'm still pruning, right? May comes along. Guess what? There's really no tomatoes, okay? But I keep going. Keep going. Yesterday, you know, well, back in, uh, in June, right, we started to get some tomatoes, right? And my wife goes out there. She I grow them. She picks them, right? And she's, she's got some tomatoes, but it's nothing crazy, right? And this is where most people give up, okay? Because they say, I did all this work, and all I see are like a little bit of tomatoes. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not really sure this is worth it. And they just let go. Mm-hmm. At let the me, beginning of, go ahead. Let me, let me add something to that real quick, Todd. And this was something that I, and it's, it's confirmation, something that you, that you spoke on that I, that I was praying about this morning in my 5 a.m. prayer was pruning. That word came to me this morning. And what I wanted to just share with people is even through that process, you got to prune some things. You got to cut some things off. And sometimes those things that you cut off, those leaves that you cut off, you think that they're failures and you start to get down and you say, well, you know what? I did all of this work and I failed, you know, this lead didn't work, that lead didn't work. And then you start to become, you know, think you're a failure, but that pruning is really pulling everything out of your way. That's not going to produce fruit. So you can get to that fruit. So I just wanted to jump in on that. That was just my epiphany just from this morning. No, that was great because it's funny because my wife, uh, came out. I remember it was the NMA and she was watching me prune. She's like, you're cutting off too much. Yep, you're cutting off. Yep. I said, Nope. I said, no, I'm not. And I'm like, you pick them. I grow. Them. Okay. Yep, yep. So anyway, we're going. So anyway, uh, July, we start, we all of a sudden she, my wife comes in and she, you know, she puts them in her shirt. Right. And she carries them in like uh, she's folded up the bottom of her shirt. And she's mm -hmm. got like, I think of tomatoes. I'm like, we got a lot of tomatoes yesterday. She looks at me and she goes, Todd, we've got a tomato problem. Okay. I'll send you a picture, but I'll send you a picture, by the way, if you want to put it in the show notes. Okay. But literally, I, I, I literally have my whole counter is covering tomatoes and now we're, we're giving them away. We don't want to do it. It's uncontrollable. So I know we all went off on there, but this is what the, the lead process looks like where you're nurturing leads and you're not seeing there. You're like, I don't have a ton of motivated sellers. These people don't seem like they have a problem. The problem is that continual follow-up talking to the right people is like watering those plants every single day, just a little bit every day. And what happens is all of those people who you talk to, all of a sudden you hear pop. It's like popcorn. Pop. Pop. Pop, 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 Right? And that's what a real business looks like. That's what a sales is all about. Right? And so that is what our wholesale business looks like today because we've been doing this day in and day out since 2002. And, and right. you, you went through the process and that's something that not most people want to do is go through the process. They don't want to go through the seeding, which is the marketing. They don't want to go through the pruning, which yep. is going through all of the dead leads and, and seeing what they can cultivate. They don't want to yep. go through the onesie twosies, you know, okay, I got a little bit of fruit here. I got a little bit of fruit there, but it's not consistent, you know, and then they give up, but they don't want to wait until it's harvest time. Harvest time is not overnight, guys. No. You know, just what, what Todd is saying, you know, you have to wait for that harvest season before you can really produce those fruit. Yep. And believe me, I understand the short game, right? So you, you want to get that deal today, right? And you got to get cash. Okay. One of my mentors, Dan Sullivan says cash equals confidence. And I get that. 
You got to play the long game. You got to be a hustler and you got to be the short game. The great part is that once your long game starts to, I mean, your short game really, really, really runs into that long game, right? That's when you're off to the races, right? So, you know, now we've got leads and now what I'm, we could talk a little bit about the sales and acquisition because this is, you know, the, really the meat of what we're going to talk about today because now we got the right mindset. Yeah. Right. Yep. Before we do that, Todd, let's take a brief break. Hear a word from our sponsors. We'll come right back and then we'll talk about, you know, the sales process and working these leads. So let's take a brief break. We'll be right back. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with 100% coverage across the U.S. PropString provides a deep dive into any property's specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but it is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. All right, guys, we are back. We are here with Todd Tobeck out of San Diego, California, and we're talking about the whole wholesale process and about having that confidence. We're talking about the three things that you need to do. You need to generate leads. You need to convert those leads and talk to sellers, and you got to have that exit strategy. So, Todd, continue on where you left off. We're talking about now we have produced the fruit. We got some leads coming in. What's the next process in order to make sure we – have that consistency so we can keep those leads coming in. Well, so when I hired my first acquisition specialist, right, his name was Brian, and I'll keep this really, really, really brief, but long story short, he was a referral of a friend, and his first three weeks working with me, right, it was, I mean, it, it was horrendous, right? I mean, he couldn't get two words out of his mouth. He wasn't locking up deals. He didn't sound like me. It just wasn't happening, right? And so I had one of my mentors. He said, listen, Todd, you got to train this guy. Right. You got to mm -hmm. get what's out of your head on the paper and get it in his brain. Right. And make this repeatable. I yep. said, all right, boss, you know, I'm going to do this. Right. So I went back in there and I'm like, Brian, let's go. And I took everything and I trained him. We went back and forth and we role played. And all of a sudden, boom, a couple of weeks later, first deal, right. 40 grand next couple of weeks, wow. right. 37 grand next week, 18 grand. I'm like, wow. I'm like this stuff that Derek taught me from the beginning of the episode. It works. You know, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> right. So that's what, so we create, that we call this the no limit selling system, right? So, you know? so, so real quick, Todd, because a lot of people, some people are at that position where they're that solopreneur. How did you know when it was time for you to bring on Brian? Well, after I quit my job, we talked about this. I was just about my third kid and I was in bed with my wife and I looked over at her. I'd quit my job. Right. And I said, I don't want to go to work today. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I work for myself, yeah. right? I got a job, and <laughs> yep, yep. right? And I was slaving away. I was, run, I was pulled in all different directions. I was frazzled. You know, I was doing every kind of deal known to man. And so I was happy I was making money, but really it'd become a nightmare, right? And so this is, it, you know, it's a learning experience, learning that, hey, the first step is making money. The second step is controlling your time, right? And so that is a step-by-step a step -step process because when you are trying to get off the ground, right? You, you, you're going to work a lot, right? And yep. that's okay. As long as you can know how to throttle it back when it's time. Okay. And I know, and I know you, I know you mentioned Dan Sullivan and I just finished who, not how, and that's, mm -hmm. that's a key component is making sure you find the right people or finding someone that can do the work for you. Because a lot of time, especially as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs, period, we have that creative brain and we say, okay, we thought of this thought. Now, how can we do this instead of saying, who can we find that can do it for us? And your who was Brian. Yeah. My who was Brian, you know, but this is a fine line, right? Because if you're listening to this and you're trying to, you know, get out of your job or whatever, it's like, you know, you don't have some of these luxuries, right? You got to, you're going to have to work your way out of this if you don't have money to invest and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so you either have time, you either can buy your time or you can sell your time. Okay. 
And obviously, rich people buy their time. Buy poor their people time. sell it. Yep. Okay. But but if you're in a spot, it's okay to work yourself out. That's all right. Right. As long as eventually you're on that path and you know where you're headed. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. Guys, that was that was key right there. You got to listen. So even when you're starting out, let's just say you're starting to close a few deals. You may not think that you can hire somebody. You need to do that as soon as possible because that's the only way you're going to expand because being that solo person continuously, you're going to stay in that same spot. Yeah, you may close one or two extra deals a month, but you can't get to that capacity of scale where you're doing 10, 15 deals a month because it's just you. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, Todd. So tell me about, you know, you talking to sellers, because I know you guys have this, this dedicated way that you talk to sellers in order to communicate with them in order to try and get the deal. We know it's not science. We know it's not manipulation or anything like that. You can't force anybody to sell, but what are some of the strategies that you guys use in order to warm those sellers up? Oh yeah. So here's the great, you know, a great part about this where everyone's like, ah, oh, I don't want to learn sales training. I don't want to be a sleazy car salesperson. Let me tell you, if you don't learn sales training, you're going to sound like a sleazy car salesperson, right? And this is not going to happen by magic. So the secret to acquisition or sales, right, in, 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 in wholesaling is getting people to where they want to go faster, right? And then, right, getting rid of everybody else, everyone who doesn't want to work with you, that is okay, right? Mm -hmm. But you've got to define, right, prune, right, yep. and get those people out of your world. And then focus on the people who you can help and nurture them into a contract, right? Only the people who want your help and can use it, right? 90% of the people who you talk to, you can't, and that's yeah. okay. So number one, there's no forcing, right? If someone says, how can I get someone to sell to me? Well, whenever you start off that way, that tells me that they probably are not a fit, okay? No. So th this is where the first technique is. And this is where there goes the stealth mismatch, okay? A stealth mismatch is used because most sellers are used to car salesmen, right? Or being pushed and sold into something, right? When you chase a dog, what does it do? It's going to turn around and try and bite you. No, most dogs don't. Do, when you chase a dog, what do most dogs do? It runs. They it run. runs. Yeah, yeah, runs, right? runs. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a ferocious dog. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I, right. I'll tell you what though, ready? How do you, how do you get, a ferocious dog to chase you you run that's right you run the other way and it will <laughs> yeah. chase you so yeah. that's where i'm talking about right <laughs> and in this game you want to be chased right so one of the things that we use as stealth mismatch is we are always going negative okay so let's say we're talking to a motivated seller and they have a a family member living in the property rent-free which by the way that is my favorite kind of deal the most emotion that's involved you know, sellers don't want to really face a problem or list it. And so if you hear that situation, I want dollar signs to go off in your brain. Yep. Okay. So instead of saying, let's pretend like, you know, a granddaughter is living in a property rent-free for six months to a year, right? And grandma and grandpa let them just kind of get in there for 60 days to get her, you know, back on her feet. Yep. But now yep. the ex-boyfriend moves Moved in, in. And doesn't have yeah. a job, right? You know, we all know the story, yep. right? And now a year goes by, no job, no rent, no repairs, no nothing, right? Grandma and grandpa are not too happy anymore. Absolutely. Right? Yep. But if I say, listen, I can't believe these two deadbeats are living in your house. You need to sell this place to me right now. I want to take this property off your hands. They are automatically going to go into defensive mode. Yep. Shut right? Down. They're, they're going to freeze up, right? So this is the stealth mismatch, okay? And it also tells me, if they're motivated or not, because I'm not going to change their feelings. It's just going to tell me their feelings, right? I'll say, look, it's, you know, it, it's a good thing. It sounds like, you know, you're, you're in a really great situation. You're helping out your granddaughter, right? And it sounds like if they live in the property rent-free for another year, you're okay with that. It sounds like you just really like helping them out. Mm -hmm. And then I just listen. Shh. Yep. Shut up. Right. So why did I use this example? Because this exact lead was in our database one time and we were trying to close it for two years and our acquisition specialist, acquisition specialist was just letting it drag along and drag along and they were chasing the prospect. 
So I got back. I used that stealth mismatch. All of a sudden, the grandfather says, and he was in the background. We're talking to the wife, right? Yep. And he's like, there is no way in hell that boop, 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 <laughs> is staying in the property another six months. Okay. Yep. Needless to say, we got the contract, bought the property, made $50,000 on that deal. Right. Yep. So did I force grandma and grandpa to sell? No, it seemed like it was maybe a lead, but we didn't really know. We used the stealth mismatch. All the emotion came out. I said, you need to get out there now because we spotted the issue. Right. Yep. We got out there, got the contract. Right. And it was like that one little tweak. Right. Helped me. But when you chase that seller, if you're like, oh, you should do business with me. And this is not right. I can't believe they're milking off of you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you're chasing that seller and it's a bad feeling where right, I'm like, right. Hey, you know, it, you got so much power when you're just pushing them away. Hey, I'm, I'm probably not a fit for you. You know, it sounds like you're all set. Keep the property bankroll them. I'm great with that. You guys are good people. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And all of a sudden they're like, uh, uh, no way. You know, right. Wait, hold on. Be like a, right. Yeah. Before you leave, you know, <laughs> right. So you always want to be stealth mismatching. I, I might say, Mr. Seller, Hey, you know, you might want to consider fixing this place up, getting it vacant, selling it with a realtor for top dollar. Yep. Right. And sometimes they say, yeah, actually, that's what I'm planning on doing. Well, great. Now I prune you and I'm not going to spend time with you. Yep. yep. Right. Absolutely. And now, or, or they'll say, well, no, I don't want to do this because X, Y, Z, it's going to flush out the objection. So remember this business now is all about triage and leads, right? Who, who's motivated? Who's not? Who can I help? Who can't? Who's ready to mm -hmm. do business? Who's not? Right. And now I can start to laser focus. So remember, I told you to get that app, start generating leads. Some people are going to be motivated. Some people are not. Use the stealth mismatch like I told you. Go opposite because then they will tell you the truth, right? It's true. Or not, right? And so that's the one thing I'm going to recommend, right? How much longer do we have, Marcus, by the way? We got about 10 minutes, man. Okay. So yep. I got one, maybe two more techniques, if that's okay with you. Okay. Yep. All right. So by the way, is this helpful? Very, very. All right. So if you're listening to this and you're like, man, you know, and by the way, this, uh, this one right here is probably one of my favorites. Okay. This right here is like the game changer and you can use it in all areas of your life. Okay. I could tell you though, I'm, I'm going to give you a warning that if you're okay. a man and you're in a marriage and your wife hears you use this, okay. She is going to turn this against you. Uh -oh, okay. Uh -oh. So just be aware, right? <laughs> just be aware. Okay. And it will work. <laughs> okay. That will work. So just be aware. Right. All right. So the next is talking about commitments. Okay. Commitments. And by the way, this goes for birth. So by the way, if you were married and you're a woman listening to this, your husband may use it against you, right? Because it works just so well. So a lot of times when we're working our database and you've generated those leads where that's where the lifeblood of the business comes from. Mm -hmm. is you have a lot of people who are going to think about it or kick the can down the road. And if you think about it, specifically in real estate, people who have a problem, they are natural born procrastinators, right? They haven't evicted the tenant. They haven't oh. taken care of the place. Maybe they haven't paid the taxes. Maybe they're a hoarder and they haven't cleaned out the place, right? So all of these situations just come down to some form of procrastination where these sellers knew they had to do something. And now we're starting to boil to a head. Can we agree on that, Marcus? True, very right? true. So now it's time to sell to you. Do you their behavior isn't really going to change, right? So right. what we have to do is get them to their decision faster, not our decision faster, their decision faster. So you use that by using commitments, right? And so when you're talking to a seller and you are having the conversation, a lot of times they'll say, well, call me next week. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. And so we tend to just call and say, hey, did you have a chance to think about this? They say, no, call me next week. And they keep kicking the can right, down, down the, the road. road okay? mm -hmm. So it's really important now. We're going to tighten this up, right? Just picture like, just going to just tighten it up. At the end of every conversation with a seller, you want to have them define the very next action that needs to happen to move them forward in their decision process. That's good. That's good. Right? Not your decision process, but their. So you want to make it their idea and then state it back in crystal clear, painful clarity and then set up a date and an exact time to speak again. Okay. Okay. So let's assume 
that a seller is, uh, you know, they tell you that they have a property, but they're thinking about maybe selling it to their son, right? Or daughter. And they've been talking to selling about their kids, but they're just not happening, you know, going, right? So we had the situation and they're like, well, my son might want to buy it, you know, and I'll get back to you. So we kept calling and calling, calling. They were kicking the can down the road. I jumped in. I said, Mr. Seller, we've been talking to you for two, Mr. Miss, we've been talking to you for two years. Yeah. Right. What, what is going on here? Do, are we even a fit? Do you even want to sell to us? Right. Remember, I was hitting him between the eyes with honesty. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I said, well, what's going to change here? She's like, well, I just want to talk to my son to see if he wants to buy it. If not, I'll sell it to you. I said, okay. I said, so we've been talking about this for a long time. By the way, I take all the pressure off. I said, by the way, if we're not a fit, just, just tell know. me no. Yep. I'm yep. totally okay. So I let all the pressure out, right? Like I let the little valve mm -hmm. going, right? Let it all. And I, you know, I just want the best thing for you. So then I said, how about this? Would it be appropriate for you to set a deadline for your son to purchase the property? She goes, yes. I said, great. How long? She goes, well, I'll give him six months. I said, okay. And how long do you need to talk to him about this situation and the six months, right? For you to have this conversation and give him that deadline. And she's like, well, I could talk to him tomorrow. I said, okay, what time? She goes, four. I said, okay, how about we talk on Wednesday at 10 a.m., Yep. right? If your son says yes, are you comfortable giving him that deadline? She says, yes. I said, if he says no, what do you want to do then? She goes, well, if he says no, I'll just sell you the property. I said, great. So I stated it back, whole thing. I said, okay, we got an appointment Wednesday at 10. And notice I said, I'm going to put this in my calendar right now. and I'm going to call you right on time. Yep, yep. So it's not viewed as like some loose appointment. Yeah, some arbitrary right? time. She feels the tension. She knows she's in control. She calls me up later that night. She goes, I talked to my son. He says he never wanted to buy this thing. Why don't you just come over tomorrow? We'll get the deal done. Okay, we sold there that deal. Go. Okay, we made over $80,000 on that. That was a real scenario, right? So every call, we review all of our leads and every single lead that we have in the database, we say, what is that very next step? Did you talk to a seller? Did you get a verbal commitment? Did you write it down? Did you set a next time to speak, right? A lot of times you get those commitments. Sometimes people are scared to set those with a seller because then it's going to flush out the objection and the seller is going to tell you no. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find they don't want to do business with you. Don't be scared of that. Yeah, that's okay. That's you, you okay. want to hear that because you don't want to yeah. waste two years trying to flesh this seller out and they're not interested in selling. Yes. So that's number two. Are we are we are we good on time or are we yep. done right now? No, we're good on time. Okay. So the I'm going to talk about one more here. Okay. And okay. this is really, really, really important. Okay. And three is going to be price conditioning, right? Price conditioning. And so a lot of times sellers will go and they'll tell you, well, the seller only wants X, Y, Z, right? If a seller has a situation or a problem I'm gonna, and you live locally and you're doing business locally, I'm always going to recommend that you go out there, mm -hmm. right? But before I always like to price condition them and say, hey, look, you know, as an investor, I know you're asking X, Y, Z, right? You know, I'm going to have to be able to make a profit as an investor, yep. Right. So knowing that, is it worth me even coming out? Right. So mm -hmm. I don't get, if I can't get them to commit to my price over the phone, at the very least, I'm going to put that out and it's a little anchor. Yep. Right. And they may not even know that they're going to come down in price, but I'm just planting it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm just planting it. And so then you go out to the house and you look around and you look at all the things wrong with the house, never argue. Never point it out to a seller. You're not going to be confrontational. Right. But just go around, slow down, and touch things and make some funny faces and go, mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just did, did better than me, Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we that, use it quite deep, often. <laughs> yes. That deep voice you're blessed with. Right. So you're, and, and then you write it down. Right. And now that stress level is going to start to go up mm -hmm. with that, you know, the seller. Right. And then I might throw in a comment. Hey, listen, you know, I'm looking and say, look, I, I can give you an offer. Right. And we can talk about this, but I can tell you, you know, just if you go with an agent and list it, you know, you're, you're and, and fix it up, you know, you're, you're probably going to be able to make more money in the long run. 
right? And I just sit there, but then I go back to build rapport with a seller. I'll make a friend. I'm really nice. It's non-confrontational. I go around, I take some more notes, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you might say, oh, where's the pool? Yeah. No pool. No oh, pool. okay. Right. You know <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Just write it down and don't argue. And if the seller, and so you want to be price conditioning on these things, go back to rapport. You may use a stealth mismatch. You may use a commitment. So you mix this stuff, right? And all of a sudden they start working together, right? And so this is how the no limit selling system, it's like, you know, all of a sudden you're learning all these uh, karate moves and all of a sudden you all of a sudden you're in a fight and all of a sudden you're just using them without even thinking about them, right? And that's what Brian did. You know, Brian went and he went from not being able to use two things to learning these techniques to mastering the no limit selling system, to making millions of dollars with us. And so that was really, really, really exciting. So those are three out of the five techniques that we use, Marcus. So, so what are the other, what is four and five without going into them? That way people can always reach out to you, go and get the system or something like that. What's, what's four? Well, what I would recommend to do is they can check out our podcast, right? I go okay. over these in detail so they can listen to uh, No Limits Real Estate Investing Podcast on iTunes. And I talk about them on our podcast, or they could go to our website, no limits, real estate investing.com. I've got some really cool downloads there. And I talk about this in this uh, massive action plan that I give away. So you can go down there, opt in and uh, I'll send you the map. No problem. Gotcha. 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 Well, Todd, man, I really want to appreciate it before we let you go, man, we got to put you on a hot seat real quick. Woo, got some questions like for you. Got some <laughs> questions for you, man. Starting over. What would you do differently or would you do anything differently? Man, here, here's what I would have done, right? I would have added some more intensity to that effort, right, that I had. So I did that first deal, but I told you I was at my job, right? right. So I would have said, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to create, okay, a 90-day action plan to exit my job, right? I'm going to wake up thinking about real estate. I'm going to go to sleep thinking about real estate. I'm going to generate leads. I'm going to convert them and I'm going to sell them into contracts. So I would have added some more intensity there, okay. right? The second thing uh, that I would have looked back and saying there are no barriers. So let's say you don't have um, time, but you've got money, right? You could partner with someone. Yep. You got all yep. the time in the world, right? So right now, I, if I would have known this, everything that you need right now, excuse me, is mm -hmm. out there. If you want to hire a salesperson right now, you could do hire somebody on 100% on commission. You just got to provide the leadership. That's right. That's right. right. Or if you, you know, if you don't have the time, you can go and hire uh, someone who, who, you know, needs a few extra thousand dollars to make that happen, or you could provide the hustle. So there's absolutely no excuse. The other part that I would say though, is if I had to go back is one of the things I do is I purchase mobile home parks and hold them and keep them. Right. And so I would have started on that journey sooner, knowing that wholesaling and generating residential real estate that's phenomenal. You want to do that and you want to generate that income, but you also want to start building that long-term wealth as soon as you can, right? By holding assets or investing in assets or partnering with someone who's, who's got those assets. Even if I had to bring someone a commercial deal, right? And get that as a wholesale to learn, I would have done that, right? So you got to be playing the long game and you got to be playing the, I mean, the, the short game and the long and game. The long game. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the things that that we do as a company is we, we wholesale and then we turn that cash into passive investments by buying, you know, apartment complexes and single family. So, yep, you hit, hit the nail on the head right there, Todd. What is one characteristic you believe every high producing investor need to have? Uh, a high bounce back rate. Okay. All right. High so bounce back rate. So when you, when you fail, which is going to happen every single day, right? Your time of, of how, how long you feel bad from your, yourself from when you go take massive action, the shorter that is, okay, the better you'll do. Yeah. All right. So the rule is how quick does my bounce back rate need to be? How long can I feel bad for myself, right? After I have a failure. Okay. Well, anything that's going to cause a loss to your momentum is too long. That's true. Right. So a lot of people, they have a, a loss in this business, right? Or a failure and they stop marketing or they stop calling or they stop following up, right? Or their energy mm -hmm. is down, they're meeting for a motivated seller. Or the most dangerous is they start calling back leads and they're just looking for like the lowest hanging lowest, fruit. And if yeah. someone's not ready to jump off a cliff, they're like, nope, 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 nope. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. And they're like, you know, the toxic, right? Yep. So learn how to bounce back, get on the phone, get your mindset straight, right? You, you got to bounce back from failure because it's going to happen. One of the secrets I'll give is that if you are running fast, right? 
into action, right? That failure is going to bounce off you quicker, right? If you are kind of like walking slowly, right? And then something hits you, right? So that mm -hmm. intensity along with bouncing back is what the characteristic you've got to have. Okay. All right. Perfect, guys. You heard it right there. So, Todd, I know we spoke about who, not how. Any other book recommendations? You said one earlier. I can't remember what it was. The first book that you read when you had to exit off the 101 highway. Yeah, that was Multiple multiple Streams multiple of Income streams by Robert Allen. Yep. Okay. But I got a better book. Okay. And this is really what it comes down to. Uh, a book, Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Okay. And guys, I'll make sure I have all of this information in the show notes for you down there. So kind of give us the rundown right here, Todd. How can we reach you? How can we find you? If we wanted more information from you, where can we go to get it? Sure. Well, uh, find me on iTunes, by the way. So the No Limits Real Estate Investing Podcast. So I'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the podcast. But also go to our website, nolimitsrealestateinvesting.com. And you could download a copy of the Massive Action Plan. Whether you are listening to this and you're just getting started and you want to do that first deal, or maybe you've done four or five and you're looking to start to scale out and build a business of seven or eight figures, I've got a blueprint there for you that is totally free. Just go there, no limits, real estate investing.com and download it. Okay. So in parting, Todd, what are some words of encouragement for those people that are getting started? They may be seeing that failure or they're in analysis paralysis. What's some words of encouragement that you can share with our listeners? Sure. So I can tell you this. Some of the most successful people in this business are not extremely intelligent, right? They don't have any special skills. As a matter of fact, I would say that the, the my most successful people, I'm talking people who are making seven figures, some of them making eight figures, don't really question. They just do. Yep. Right. And so sometimes the smarter you are, the, the harder this is going to be for you because you're going to be more analytical, mm -hmm. right? So get out there, listen to what we talked about today, generate leads to convert those leads for contracts. And then three, okay, sell them for maximum profit, right? Go out there and you, you can absolutely do this, right? I, I talk about entrepreneurism. I have no, I'm not particularly intelligent. I really struggled in school. And, I, and the reason why I'm an entrepreneur is that this is just an adaptation to my inability to work in the standard workforce. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're an outlier. So I got to do something different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Todd, man, I want to appreciate it. I know, I'm sure that the listeners got a wealth of information from you. Guys, you know what to do. You need to go and take that information now, package it up, use it, and go out there and take massive action. So Todd, I want to appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Again, we thank you. We appreciate all the information that you gave us and shared with us. Thank you, Marcus. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Man, I really wanted to have Todd Tobeck on because he has been doing this again since 2002 and he has had a lot of success in it. So I wanted to bring someone to you that has some longevity in this business of specifically wholesaling. Yes, he's pivoting now into mobile home parks, but that wealth of information about wholesaling was right there for you. You gotta remember the lead generation, the converting, talking to sellers, and then making sure you have that exit strategy. Those are the three things. It's simple. It's, it's really simple. Don't overthink the business. Take your time, do your marketing, get on the phone, talk with sellers, and try and position those deals. Those are the three things that you need to do. You need to focus on. Stop focusing on PPC ads. Stop focusing on, you know, getting your website up. Stop focusing on all of that other minutia. Remember, you have to prune. You have to prune back in order to see fruit to start to produce. So make sure you focus. Make sure you evaluating what you're doing and ensuring that it's the things that you're doing is going to produce fruit. So you got the information here. Make sure you go out, reach out to Todd Tobeck. He's all over the internet. You can find him on Bigger Pockets. You can find him on Connected Investor. You can find him elsewhere and also his website. So all of that information will be in the show notes for you to get in contact with him. And guys, I want you to take this information and get out there and take action. That's the only way I know that you are really doing what you need to do is by 
having these testimonials, you reaching out to me, sending me an email or jump sliding into my DMs and saying, hey, you know what? I learned this from the podcast and this is exactly what I'm doing. So you know how to reach me. All of the information, all of my social media handles are in the show notes as well, but you can reach me at MRCS Maloney. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm there. Send me some testimonials. Make sure, because I want to make sure that we are providing you the content that you need. Also, go to the go to YouTube at MRCS Maloney. There's plenty of free content up there. It's some older content that's up there that we're going to be revising, but the foundational principles yet remain. They're yet elastic. So they move from time to time, but they are still consistent. So guys, I want to thank you again. It's Marcus Maloney, the Equity King, enjoying life. And remember to get out there and enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney twitter at mrcs maloney and of course ig at mrcs maloney you can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com make sure you reach out to our guest as well you can always find their contact information in the show notes below if you have not subscribed already what are you waiting for join the family and while you're at it leave us a five-star review This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.